0: paramount plus and the national park foundation present a mountain of zen this earth week you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on paramount plus paramount plus official streaming partner of the national park foundation paramount plus and the national park foundation present a mountain of zen are you still listening good take a deep breath you needed a break This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.
1: All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast. North Carolina 41, Miami 31. Gabby, it's, you know, one of those cliche sayings and sports talk radio a tale of two halves and that was the case on saturday night for the hurricanes in chapel hill first half gabby started kind of the way i thought it could go for miami in terms of if if they were going to go win the game i think for the most part it looked like it needed to look like in the first half miami took a 17 to 14 lead into halftime. Now there was certainly areas that, that um, were frustrating in that first half, like Henry Parrish's fumble as he's running into the end zone. Uh, would have been nice to have that touchdown, but outside of that play, I mean, really, it, it's hard to to nitpick too much of the first half. And then in the second half, North Carolina, simply hit a different gear and Miami could not keep up um, as they found some answers. The Tar Heels found some answers on offense. Um, Really, Gabby, where I want to kind of start with this conversation, and there's a lot of ways we can go with it, but during the course of the entire game, um, it just seemed like North Carolina's, Playmakers on offense are on a different level than what Miami has quarterback Drake may and look Miami did what they needed to do in my opinion in terms of trying to make Drake may somewhat inefficient uh, compared to what he was coming into this game he finished 17 of 33 for 273 with four touchdowns he was sacked I believe five times in the game Um so Miami kind of did what what was necessary against what is a NFL level quarterback at the college level. So they get a check mark there, but still, Drake made his plays. and I think it's fair to say Drake won the quarterback duel. um Then you go to their running back, Amira Hampton, North Carolina North Carolina had a big advantage there over Miami's running back situation. And then you go to wide receiver and look, Jacoby George had a good game, especially in the first half. He showed up, had over a hundred yards in the first half, uh, but his performance was still not as impactful as Devon or Tez Walker's impact who finished the game with 132 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Kind of, he kind of broke things open in that second half got North Carolina rolling. So, that's just kind of one of my quick takeaways is Miami Miami skill talent their dudes at quarterback running back wide receiver were nowhere close to North Carolina's on the night in terms of impact. Yes, those guys somewhat produced, but those North Carolina guys changed the game. So, I don't know if you want to add to that or if you want to take a conversation somewhere else, Gabby. What what kind of hits you? Immediately after this game,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I guess just to add on to it quickly, I mean, I think just these are the type of games where your best players need to be your best players. And look, I think for North Carolina offensively, I mean, their best running back was, I mean, marion Hampton was awesome. I mean, this was by far his best game this of the of the season, maybe outside of that App State game, but he had a similar, you know, kind of output, um productivity-wise. Tez Walker, I mean, I think he changed the game, you know, early in that second half. I, th- I mean, it happened very quickly in the second half with that big. 55-56 uh, yard touchdown and then he kind of they kind of went right back to him and he made things happen on that third and 20 Um, you know I think that's just a really good player just make just making really good plays and you know again I think the I ultimately I think that was the difference and to me really just what was most disappointing was just you know, despite that first half, and you know, really, I mean, they wiped the touchdown off the board because of the Henry Parish uh, fumble at the goal line, and you still find a way to kind of be at the half up, up a field goal. And I mean, I was extremely encouraged at halftime, just despite all the circumstances. How well they play! I mean, just talking about that. I mean, they played Drake May as well as, I mean, yeah. I thought that that they as 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 well as I thought that they could have. I mean, it it was it was an it was an outstanding effort on Drake May and just creating, doing like, that's how you stop. I mean, it was, it was everything that you kind of need to do to contain Drake May. I feel like they, they did it uh to the best of their ability in that first half for the most part. And uh, to just see how different it was almost immediately in that second half. Cause they went to Tez Walker, Jaden Davis got, got called for the hold, which I mean, the, the long touchdown would have just happened to play earlier for 15 yards longer but that probably would have been a touchdown and then they just went right back at him and clearly they found something and then again I think just the collapse and you know the bad snap uh you know the interception it just it it started to snowball it snowballed quickly and I think that was just the most disappointing thing to me is just how quickly it got kind of out of hand and you know the I I think again it just felt it felt too familiar to me uh, just kind of just based on you know what we've kind of seen from the program in the past and look I mean that it was I mean it was a strong solid you know effort in the first half but man that that second half was just beyond disappointing um for just a multitude of reasons I mean outside of just really just giving up the big plays I thought again best players weren't the best players on the field uh guys you know guys that you would hope would make plays weren't uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it sucked. I mean, that was, that was not a fun second half to watch. And, you know, again, it felt like a game that was within reach for, uh, you know, again, the first half hour, despite things not falling your way. And, you know, I think they just kind of, you know, obviously blew an opportunity to, to make a statement and to, you know, play a complete game. That third quarter was just horrific.
1: Yeah. in the first half Miami's offense was averaging 7.2 yards per play. North Carolina's offense in the first half, 5.5 yards per play. So um, off to again, strong start in the first half things flipped uh, in the second half, Miami's offense, 5.5 yards per play in the second half. And that includes a lot of garbage time production. If we're being honest, it was, it was frankly worse than that uh, for much of the second half and then North Carolina in the second half, 8.1 yards per play. So They found their way. It felt like Gabby just watching the game. You know, Miami was daring Drake May slash North Carolina to, number one, block it up front and throw it deep. And they figured out how to get that done in the second half. And then once Tez Walker kind of sliced him up in that third quarter, then the run defense kind of went out of sorts because they had to make a decision on whether or not to bring a safety up in the box. And then their run fits were all out of sorts. It did seem like the tackling was missing the physicality that we had seen um, throughout the course of the season leading up to this game. And, you know, it's hard to beat any team when you can't make them one dimensional on offense and Miami definitely did not get that accomplished. North Carolina's defense did make Miami's offense one-dimensional. Miami threw for 391, rushed for 91. That was a big story in the game. Gabby, did it feel like to you, like I think coming into the game, I was expecting Miami to be the better team on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I'm not sure that was the case as that game progressed. I think at the start of the game, Miami was kind of winning the line of scrimmage, but as the game progressed, um, it did seem like North Carolina's offensive line was, you know, found some answers in terms of dealing with Miami's pressure packages and was getting push up front, which was the the most concerning thing. And then... You know, on the flip side, Miami's defensive line or yeah, Miami's offensive line had its worst game of the season up to this point, particularly the two tackles, Jalen Rivers and and Francis Maui Noah struggled at times now. I don't think the offensive line had a bad game from a pass protection standpoint, but it was an average game, I think it's fair to say. And if Miami was going to win this game, To me, two things needed to happen. Number one, they needed to have a good bounce back performance from Tyler Van Dyke. We'll get into that later. But then also, number two, I think Miami needed to win the line of scrimmage. And I don't think Miami did win the line of scrimmage for the totality of the game.
0: Definitely not for the totality of the game. I I mean, I thought, again, early on, I, I think in that first half, I mean, I, I think they had four of those sacks in the first half. Or maybe and, in the
1: first quarter.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, early in the game, I felt like it kind of played out the way we thought. Uh, I felt like early on in the game, they were kind of did a good job of, you know, establishing the run. Jacoby George had like over 100 yards in the first. Like, I feel like that first half, they were kind of doing all the things that they And then, of course, I mean, over the course of the game, absolutely not. I think in the second half, Honestly, I mean, North Carolina, I thought had the advantage probably on the offensive line, like offensive line wise and their defensive line. Uh, you know, they obviously turned it up a notch. And, you know, I think Miami did a good job generating pressure. Obviously, I mean, you have the five sacks, 11 tackles for loss. Like I still think that they did a good but it wasn't good enough. And I thought North Carolina ultimately just in the trenches was was I mean, I think that's where they I, I think that's a part of the reason why, you know, it kind of Miami's ended up defense the way, got word down. Definitely got time. worn down, definitely got worn down, especially like from a run blocking standpoint. And look, Marion Hampton's a big dude. We talked about right. that on the preview pod. I mean, he's a six foot five, 225 pounder. I, I think you saw that he's kind of that bruiser type that he's going to run through you. And again, I mean, I, I think that that absolutely impacted that Miami uh defense. But I mean, I, I, I thought that they were really good, honestly, in that first for a lot of the first half. And then I I mean definitely uh you know flip the script in the in the second.
1: How about the turnovers in the third quarter? Because that was also a turning point in the game. Um you had the the bad snap, which led to the fumble. Uh the bad snap from Matt Lee led to the fumble uh by Tyler Van Dyke. And then Tyler Van Dyke also just throwing a, a bad pick. Um you know, it does seem like just just looking at what defenses are doing against Tyler it does seem like the book on him is that you can confuse him with some coverage games on the back end i mean there was times where north carolina was dropping eight
0: yeah
1: they don't play that type of defense they they had not played that type of defense really coming into the game which which should be expected right like defenses will give you wrinkles from week to week um but there was also a lot of too high looks that North Carolina was giving Miami. And that's not something they do a lot of either. And, you know, at times it did seem like Tyler was holding onto the ball for too long. So this is something that Miami's going to have to try and figure out and find answers for. I don't really know right now what those might be. It would help if they could run the ball better. That's kind of one thing that I do think gets overlooked in these Tyler struggles, is that the run game really has not been scary uh, the last two weeks. At all. You know, it was fine against Georgia Tech. It wasn't really impactful this week. And I do think there is a domino effect. Now, Tyler has to play better, don't get me wrong. But there is a domino effect in terms of um, I think it's clear that when defenses know Tyler's going to pass the ball, they know that they can affect him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think just with Tyler, it's, I, I just think, I just think people figured it out. Like I think it's just kind of becomes obvious at this point that he just doesn't react super well to certain Looks And I think they've kind of figured out what those are. I mean, again, it's I, I, I just think that the story It's usually out-
1: those underneath zones, like it's linebackers dropping back or it's. But I think it's because um, he
0: locks on to dudes and yes, he's yes. just like they know where he's kind of going with the football. They just kind of like the, the interception that he threw to Cedric Gray. Like, I mean, he just I mean, you can't tell me he didn't see him. I think he just made this decision about where he was going and he ripped it. And Cedric Gray was just standing right there. And so it was predetermined. Yeah. I think, I I think that it's kind of, I think it's become, I don't know. Obviously, these defensive coordinators are a lot smarter than me, but I think like these guys have kind of figured out where he kind of wants to go or where he likes to go and kind of just have someone floating in those little pockets, thinking that he's just going to deliver one right to their chest. And that, I mean, that's what's happened. A lot of these interceptions that he's thrown have been just bad. Like, I mean, they've just been bad throws. It's not like, Someone made it's, bad decisions. I said, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's all been, it's, it's been mostly bad decisions. It's, I feel like it hasn't so much been like that guy just made a really good play, like tip your cap. It's just kind of been like I'm throwing it right at this guy's chest and he's catching the football like he's been yes. trained to do his entire life. And yeah, I mean, the, the just the, the turnovers in general is just a terrible sequence. I mean, the fumble comes right after that long touchdown. You give the ball right back to them. Miami gets a stop on defense. Big stop coming off of that fumble. Yes. And then just immediately, Tyler Van Dyke just right back to, right back to North Carolina, and I think that's sequ- that after that interception, I think they even move him back a little bit. Um, they decide to decline a penalty that would have put him. and that's fine. I mean, whatever. I'm not like nitpicking that situation, but then third and twenty, Tess Walker scores his third touchdown of the game. Um, so I mean, it's just con- you know, consequential type of stuff. And to that point, the turnovers hadn't really been consequential. Like I, I don't think you North Carolina had any points off of the turnovers uh until that Tyler interception. Um, which again, I think it was just a part of the snowball of just even though you turned it over, you know, you kind of got a big, you know, def- defense kind of, you know, got all got all together or whatever. They they made a big stop. Get the ball back into Tyler's hands. And then it's just like, dude, just give it I mean, just give it right back. It's just like, I mean, that's, that's how you lose games, right? I mean, it just feels like you know, what Miami did in that third quarter is, is it's, it's like textbook, just how, how to lose a game one oh one and And I feel like Miami kind of checked, you know, just did all of those things to kind of put themselves in that spot. I mean, it's kind of just shoot yourself in the foot, shoot yourself in the foot, shoot yourself in the foot, just a clinic on just not helping yourself win. I mean, I don't really know how else to, how else to explain it.
1: Let's talk about the defense. Cause there's a lot to get into there. I think. Yeah particularly in the second half, a lot of poor form in the second half. I think Um, Kim kitchens had a rough game for the whole game, really really rough game, not just the second half. He had a rough game. Jaden Davis, you know, he got kind of exposed, I think against Tez Walker, but I don't know. I mean, that's to me, like I kind of expect that to look that way. Uh, You know, leaving Jaden Davis on an island against a guy like Tez Walker that's tough. You're asking a lot of Jaden Davis in that situation in my opinion. Um I'm trying to think. Leonard Taylor had a quiet day. Yep. Um Ruben Baines showed up. i I'm think about to Reuben, say Ruben Baines like Ruben Bain was incredible. He's probably the best player on defense right now. Um I think Kiko showed up well enough. James showed up at the start, got kind of quiet in the second half, I think. Um, I
0: think another quiet Daryl Porter game, which is a yeah, good thing. Yeah,
1: he wasn't picked on, so, yeah. um, you know, really the, the issues is run defense. I think kind of just opened every – like the Tez Walker stuff happened, but then when they're able to just gash you in the run game on yeah. top of that – Um. That's when you have a disaster. 508 yards allowed in the game. Um, really, like in terms of efficiency stuff, you know, Miami's defense wasn't terrible. North Carolina, 5 of 16 on third down. Um, again, the sack totals were there, the tackles for loss were there. It was just those explosive plays. When North Carolina generated some explosives, It either got them in the red zone or they scored on it. And, uh, you know, red zone efficiency, I don't really know what that's looking like in this game right now. But, uh, yeah, North Carolina went 5-of-5 and had 27 points in the red zone. Miami was 3-of-4 with 17 points in the red zone. And, of course, we know one of those was a fumble at, like, the one-inch line by Henry Parrish. So that could have been an even battle. And then you have a three-point game. um, But that was not the case. So let's get out of here on this, Gabby. Just, um, I don't know. Like, coming in, I think the talk was fair about would the Georgia Tech game carry over to this North Carolina game? I don't think that was the case in this game. I think, you know, the way they started the game fast... Showed that they were able to put the Georgia Tech game behind them, and that did not carry over into this week. Now, I will admit, I am more worried about things carrying over to Clemson because of that, you know, snowball effect that can happen. Uh, but for this specific game, I don't think there was a Georgia Tech carryover. I think this game just took on a life of its own in the second half and got away from Miami.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how I think that's how I think anyone was watching the game, I, I hope that's what they took away. Like, I hope no one's thinking that this is a like sleepy second half performance because of Georgia tech. Like I think it was obvious that they came out uh playing with energy and playing, you know, motivated and awesome. And look, and this is a, this was, I mean, this is a good North Carolina team. Like, you know, you're, I mean, these games are obviously going to be tough games and, you know, they're going to go different ways. And, whatever the case is and Miami lost this game i don't think it has anything to do with the georgia tech uh situation at all and you know it sucks again it's just very unfortunate that this wasn't miami's first loss of the season and now we're sitting here talking about a 4-2 and two miami team and you know obviously concern and i got this might be me, just me getting ahead of myself but uh you know just obviously concern about the future and concern about you know clemson obviously i mean naturally but and then just what this just kind of continues to look like, uh, moving forward. So I, I mean, that's just where I'm at right now. Just kind of sucks that that Georgia Tech loss and stings me personally, just because it's like you know this is should be a five in one team who could still kind of be walking around with their head up a little bit. Like you lost a tough one on the road yeah. against a good a good team. Uh, you know, let's turn the page, kind of come back next week, and now you're sitting here on a two game skid and you got Clemson coming up and you're almost just kind of like what's coming next. And well, like, well, how far is this thing going to go? Uh, so I think for me, it's just an overall, just like mentality standpoint of just big picture season overview, uh, you know, just with that Georgia tech loss kind of lingering there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't even know if I answered the question the right way, but that's just kind of where I'm at with it.
1: Right. No, I agree. I think, I think the Georgia tech thing Lingering is something to watch, but I think it's fair to say, for this game,
0: yeah, definitely,
1: it did not impact
0: none at all. Yeah,
1: but what I'm speaking to is maybe it will impact now because when the losses pile up, that's kind of what I'm getting. Right? Uh,
0: Yeah, and I think that's what I'm saying. It's just it feels like now it's just piling up. Like when it it obviously didn't have to be that way, but it is now, and now I'm. It's just like this could like again, like this is coming. You got Clemson coming up. This. Where, where, where are they going from here? Uh, what's this going to look like? So, yeah, it's tough, tough, man. Tough, tough, tough situation.
1: Yep. Miami's 4-2 and two now at the midway point of the season. Let's see if they can hold that pace at least, finish out the year. You know, of course, that would be 8-4. and four. Let's see if they can hold that pace or, or maybe even do a little better than that if you're a glass-half-full kind of guy like myself. All right. We'll get out of here on that. North Carolina 41, Miami 31. Tough game for the Hurricanes. Came out fast and kind of limped to the finish line there in the second half. North Carolina had that gear that Miami did not have. And like you said, Gabby, Tar Heels are a good team. So we'll get out of here on that. Appreciate everyone for listening. And until next time, take care.